in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we're always here to have fun when we call upon the one, the only Greg Bishop. But Greg tells me he's only had five hours sleep. And I've gone through that. So he's probably going to be a little bit ornery today. Is that correct, Greg? I always try to not be ornery, but if you want me to be, um, you can get me riled up. We'll see what happens. Well, let's see. I have to think how I get Greg riled up. We've had some pretty interesting shows in the last few weeks. Brent Rains was very good, covering a lot of instances of paranormal events. And he was mentioning possible spiritualist communication with John Keel. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't heard that one before. Okay. Now... This, he was using some kind of ghost machine for this. Yeah. Okay. What? Oh, a go- like a, uh, one of those things, like a, uh, the ones that go through the um, uh, radio, radio frequencies. That's the only one I know of. I've messed with that one. Right. What kind of results have you gotten? Or is it zero? Uh, we were standing in a room with Micah, Hanks, me, Ryan Sprague, Paul Kimball, and somebody said, who would you like to speak to? I think Paul did, and he listed a bunch of people off. As he finished the question, before he'd finished uh, actually saying the last syllable, everybody in the room clearly heard it say Micah, which was kind of weird. Also, I've uh, I sat in a room and they were talking about some little girl that had died of some horrible disease in the 17th or 18th century, and all we got on the thing was the sound of a girl crying. I don't know who broadcasts the sound of a girl crying for five, six, eight minutes on the radio and how it can pick up on that one every single time. So that was another weird. Well, I know we've played samples of EVP here, but most of those are sounds you can't recognize unless you kind of stretch your imagination. You don't really hear very much of anything that you can understand. Not really. I mean, you got to be front loaded. I I can't stand it when people, here's the ornery part. I can't stand it when people say, listen for this, and they tell you whatever you're supposed to be listening for. Well, the, what else are you going to hear? You can't hear anything else but what they told you to listen for, which is why it was kind of interesting when Paul said he gave five or six different names, and it, it clearly, oh, not clearly, but it sounded like Micah to me, too. Then, of course, Micah started talking and didn't give any, any more answers. <laughs> well, maybe he didn't like Micah. You ever think something personal there? Maybe. Well, whatever it was, called for Micah and then decided not to talk to him. So that's just the the tricksterish nature of the beast. Certainly. Well, this guy apparently got some communications from John Keel. But, you know, I kind of listened and I let him talk. Do you know Brent Rains? Yes. I don't know him well, but I've known of him and been acquainted with him for many years. I think he knows who I am. He, he, he uh, answers nicely when I email him so i've had him on the show at least once certainly he has a really good knowledge of a lot of things i was listening for that but this is where i kind of stopped and said are we sure we're listening to this is this what i signed on for and i enjoy talking to him he's a really nice guy but when you get to stuff like that and i realize a lot of crazy things go on in this world and i don't pretend to understand anything but if i don't know that John Keel would be the kind of person who would want to talk to the people he left behind from some dumb machine like this. I don't know if when people are speaking to people who they say they're speaking to, if that's actually the person. I, I have no idea. I think it's who they think they want to speak to. But 
I don't know if it's literally a person speaking from the dead. I, I think that's a really simplistic way to look at it. I, I mean, here's co-creation running in again. Sure. I think whatever is going on when somebody thinks they're contacting someone is some sort of mixture between whatever that person was, whatever might be left of them, whatever people are expecting to hear and their interpretation of it in varying amounts in the mixture. And I'm not exactly sure what those amounts are. That does not account for the kind of thing where somebody gets a piece of information through a, I don't know, seance or whatever, of something that nobody knows except that person. That's kind of amazing. Really specific information. You can't make a blanket statement about everything. I think you have to be careful when you think you are communicating with somebody. The other thing is you have to be, if you're sitting in the room there, it's a different experience than you telling somebody about it. Um, And if it has a meaning for you when you're there and it it satisfies your, you know, it it helps you in whatever quest you're attempting to um, find out information. That's fine. It's just that I don't know if uh, objectively it has meaning for other people. That there's a whole subject, subjective, objective thing going on recently in paranormal and UFO studies, which is uh, really interesting to me. And I think the subjective is has to be looked at a lot more. Unfortunately, for the science people. Well, this brings me to this other guest we had, which was last week, Dr. Jack Hunter. He's a UK-based anthropologist who wrote a book that was published by Robbie Graham. And it's a bunch of essays that he's written over the years. And the one thing that impressed me, and he's a guy in his early 30s. He's about the same age as my son, I think 32. He is really, really plugged in to the history of UFOs and other paranormal things. I mean, whatever I raised, he seemed to have a grasp of, something to contribute. And he mentioned yeah. being in touch with mediums. And he talked about a PSI kind of, or a psi kind of impact here, where maybe the medium. When they talk to someone who's dead, they're really plugging into you and what you remember of that person. Right. And that's where they are retrieving information. Although, of course, there's always the cold reading scenario. But otherwise, if there's anything mystic, it's that they're communicating with you and producing some a show or whatever or a presentation based on what you expect from that individual. They're not really talking to whoever it is or was. Yes, I think that happens a lot. I think what's going on in some of these things is that, like you said, things are being reflected back to you that you expect. But that's not in every case. I don't think it's in every case. Uh, when people try to pigeonhole this stuff into it's all fake or it's it's wonderful and it's every everything's wonderful and we're being communicating with the dead, I think they're both wrong. So the medium is sensing something from the subject. Well, whatever that subject might be, yeah, I don't know. Every, every once in a while, I think some of that, that, that the, the signal opens up a little bit. I don't know what the nature of that signal is. I don't know if anybody knows what the nature of that signal is, but it's not its not reproducible on demand. It's, it depends on a lot of factors that I don't think it, a lot of people are aware of, or at least I'm not. I've heard from people on the scientific end of it that say, you know, we can't really get this stuff to work, except every once in a while. And I can heard people on the psychic end of it or whatever say that, if you have people coming in with an agenda or something they expect or something, you know, that doesn't work either. But if you've got a, you know, receptive, receptive receiver and somebody that isn't trying to uh, deceive themselves, others, or make money or whatever, I think that, well, I think uh, what's going on is that uh, there are a specific set of circumstances whereby people can get, I don't know what you want to call it, 
messages from the dead or psychic, whatever. I don't know what those specifics are. However, I think one of the main ways to uh, have it work is, I guess, the people involved have to be in a sense of, what's the word? Their attitude should be expectant, um, non-judgmentally expectant. I think it's probably the best attitude to have when some of these things um, are supposed to be happening. Uh, and it's not amenable to somebody coming in and saying, we're going to start the experiment now. Um, these are the parameters. And when we're done, this is going to, you know, we're going to make some conclusions about it. That it, that would be the normal way you'd think you'd go about it. But for a lot of this stuff that we talk about on the show, on my show, uh, in the paranormal world, I don't think that that model, the scientific hammer, does not fit the paranormal nail all the time. And so I think we have to make new tools. I'm not exactly sure what those tools are, but uh, I'm talking to people on my show and otherwise that uh, are trying to create those new tools. We've got Greg Bishop, a lot more excitement to come and your questions. And here's a very special announcement on this week's episode of After the Paracast, which only comes with a Paracast Plus membership. Greg will return. Yes, he will. And he'll be joined by the one and only Red Pill Junkie after the Paracast. More information about our subscription service at plus.theparacast.com. You're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759.
Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We've had an awful time here getting started with Greg Bishop. And as soon as we talk about spiritual communication, Skype goes crazy. So maybe Skype is one of those scientific skeptics that will now allow us to talk about anything weird. Yeah, a scientific skeptic is, is one thing, but somebody who, who is aggressively against or has a negative attitude towards whatever they're looking at, I think that tends to, and it, now it sounds like I'm going into la-la land and it's, you know, I've, I've drank the Kool-Aid or whatever. But like I said a little bit earlier, a attitude of open-minded expectancy is probably the best to have these things work. But you're not going to be able to put it on a chart or a data, a a graph, or have some sort of hard data on it. It's going to be more experiential. And that makes it very difficult for science to deal with in the way that science is configured, which is fine. I mean, science takes care of lots of things. It's, It's why we're talking here on Skype. But I think when you're dealing with paranormal things, or what we call paranormal the toolbox isn't full yet. The toolbox has some tools missing, and I'm not sure what those tools are. That's something we also talked about with Dr. Hunter. I suggest you read his book. I think you'd have a great time with it. You know, while we're talking about this and trying to look for different types of tools to figure out what's going on, there's this lengthy debate that's been going on in the Paracast forums. I'm sure you've seen it. E.T. or not to E.T.? That is I the saw question. it a while ago. I just I, I got sick of the back and forth and 
I didn't see anything that was really making that everybody has good points. The ETH people have very good points, but uh, I, I tend to think there's more going on there and has to do with us a lot. Like John Keel said, the, the, the UFO thing, a lot of it is us. Gray Barker said the same thing. People a long time ago, realized, I probably even Mark Probert and those people from uh, uh, Borderland Science in the 1940s, I think they realized the same thing. Now that's starting to associate me with, with channelers and things like that. But I think there's answers in there, and that rejecting that part is, like I said, the toolbox is denying yourself some sort of uh, a, a greater understanding or, or more tools to look at what this thing is. And unfortunately, like I said, I'm, I'm starting to realize it's kind of subjective. Unfortunately, a lot of this is kind of subjective, and the only way of proving it to somebody is having them experience it themselves in a way that it connects with them deeply. And charts, graphs, and, and rows of numbers do not. And, you know, videos, fake or not, do not. So that's why I'm less interested in UFO porno and more interested in how do people's minds deal with this weirdness. I think if we can dig into that a little bit, we can figure out what that weirdness might be, or at least get a clearer picture of how our minds process it. Well, part of the issue here is they use in the UFO field the fact that we discover more Earth-like planets somewhere else. Therefore, they must be here now. We know there might be life in the universe. There probably is life in the universe, but that doesn't prove they are here. And that we have UFOs doing all this crazy stuff in terms of maneuvers doesn't prove they are here. But that's my basic view. Maybe UFOs are ET, but we're not there yet. And we haven't gone anywhere yet. And talking now about different tools to figure out the paranormal events, well, that possibly is a good start. That brings us to a question from Thomas R. Morrison, who is one of the most active debaters in favor of ETH. And he also attacks the Paracast as being too much opposed to ETH. We're opposed to it, I guess. I said I'm not opposed to it. I'm just looking for more evidence. Anyway, he wants... From you, Greg Bishop, I guess a more definitive or clear description of the co-creation hypothesis. And the words he uses are clearest and simplest terms possible. Clearest and simplest terms possible for co-creation. The ball is in your court, my friend. No matter what I say, he's going to come up with something to, to counter it. So it's almost impossible. But to make it simple and i'm not i'm not saying i dislike thomas morrison or anything like that i think he's got he's made some great points and the 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 fact that people think well these people are throwing out the eta it's like no we're not it's still valid and it's still on the table it's just that we're interested in other things we're interested in how it affects people how it affects uh societies how it affects people's psychology but simplest form i could say for co-creation is we have to look at how we look at things to be able to tell what some unknown thing might be uh, and what we might be doing to what noise we might be adding to the signal coming from whatever external uh, stimulus happens. I don't know what the stimulus is, and I think we make, ex we make uh, assumptions about that stimulus. And so my personal way to deal with this, my personal, what's the word, my exercise? Uh, at this moment is not to assign meaning to whatever the UFO thing is. 
and just to look at how it's affecting people and how our minds process it. Um, it's not to throw out the ETH. This might be the sort, there might be an ETH source that is making us do this, that is making us see these things that we are witnessing. Um, and it's 100% uh, external reality as we understand it, or as most people understand it through high school physics or whatever. Um, but I'm interested in, in seeing what go what is beyond that. What what if the instrument that we detect UFOs for many most of the time is us? How does that instrument work? That that would be the other kind of side of the uh, co-creation. And I don't know what that is yet. I but I just want I want to um, explore it. I've said what I've said about it in that essay. I don't know if he's read the essay. Uh, if he read the essay in um, Reframing the Debate, then I don't think I'd have to say any of this stuff because I think I explain it pretty thoroughly, at least where I'm at in that essay, um, the UFOs and the co-creation hypothesis. Well, the thing to bear in mind, too, here is if we are even dealing with extraterrestrials that are thousands of years ahead of us, they may have to tap our subconscious in order to be accessible to us. For otherwise, we couldn't see them or even be aware of who or what they are. We're dealing with something so far in advance of us that our norms, our perceptions, our expectations don't even apply. Right. Or it's so far off to the side. Uh, I think that's a really good metaphor. There was a, I've mentioned this before. Leonard Nimoy was on a press junket for the Star Trek movie that he directed, the one with the whales. Uh, what was that, right, three, Star two? Trek for the Voyage Home. That was the second one he directed. The first one was Star Trek Three: Search for Spock, where they try to restore his katra or life essence in a special Vulcan ceremony. Yes, uh, I don't know the specifics of the Star Trek movies, but the one that with the whales in it that he, <laughs> he directed. Yes. Um, the one of the people at the press conference and a friend of mine was in the press corps at the time so he heard this and he, he, he related to me somebody asked uh leonard nimoy do you think whales are ahead of us or behind us or what how they evolved and he said i think they evolved off to the side you know i want to pursue that further leonard nimoy's response we've got more to come with greg bishop i'm gene steinberg you're in uh i think you're in the paracast <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. You have been lied to. Generation after generation, time after time after time. If you follow the money, then you understand why America's in the condition it's in. Now, you created the Star Reserve in 1913 through lies. You create 9-11. Through 9-11, then you're fighting a war on terror. And now all of a sudden you go into Iraq, which was another lie. This book will open people's eyes. Order now at KillingUncleSamBook.com. KillingUncleSamBook.com. Want revenge on the common housefly? 
Well, after 10,000 years, someone has finally come up with a better way. The Bug Assault, a miniaturized shotgun, which utilizes ordinary table salt as ammunition. Non-toxic and no batteries required. So much fun, you'll forget you have a wife and kids. $39.95 and free economy shipping. Use discount code GCN and get an extra 10% off your purchase at BugAssault.com. Fire your fly swatter. Get your Bug Assault today. USA Radio News. 328 seniors graduated from Santa Fe High School in Santa Fe, Texas on Friday night. This all after 10 people were murdered at the high school last month. Salutatorian Bailey Dobson spoke at the ceremony. Class of 2018, it's been a bit of a wild ride. This year has been one of the most bizarre and life-changing years that we've had so far. First we had home, then we had snow, and most recently, we had the tragic events that happened on May 18th in our very school. And I don't believe that any of us have remained free of change this year. We've all grown into our own people, and we've all matured, hopefully, into something that resembles a functioning adult. In a freak accident at Yosemite National Park on Saturday, two climbers fell to their death. This is USA Radio News. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-399-6392. 1-800-399-6392. That's 1-800-399-6392. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast, The Gold Standard of Paranormal Radio. He thinks we're in the Paracast and not some kind of co-creation world that we're putting together on the spot. So Leonard Nimoy at this press conference makes an interesting comment about the whales. 
But isn't that part of also the theme of the movie, which was that some alien craft comes here. It's sending out a message. And that message is strictly for the whales to understand what right. the heck to do with themselves. And they get the whales together and they figure it out. And that's the whole movie. But it's also got the environmental message and everything. Right. I don't really care about the environmental message or that it's aliens or anything. What I care about is the specific statement or idea that whales evolved off to the side, not ahead of us, behind us or anything, but in a way that we can't really understand, except for the fact that we inhabit the same planet. But their experience of what they do in their lives is something we have really no idea how to figure that out, how a whale thinks, what they care about, any of those things. Just think how far we are away from understanding what their motivation is and how they live. And some other civilization, some extraterrestrial civilization that we'll have, we will have no point of reference with, except perhaps the fact that we're both, you know, physical beings. Other than that, I think we make too many assumptions and we see too many things that we expect to see. As I continue on this uh, path to uh, looking into this further, I'm going to try and figure out how deep that goes, how much of our experience is what mental made up by us an interaction between us and the environment all those things for all the people saying you know it is what it is and you know what you see is what you get i really don't think that's the uh, the whole picture in fact it might be only a tiny part of the picture and that's an exciting idea to me i'm not saying that's what it is or people are wrong i'm interested in exciting ideas that make that that, that interest me not telling people they're wrong or the eth is wrong or arguing with them about it I actually don't care to argue with them about it, really. And it's not arrogance or anything. It's just kind of like, look, I'm trying to learn something. And when I get an idea together that seems to uh, be coherent, I'll come back to you with it. And then we can start discussing again and see where the holes might be. Well, I think part of it is the human ego. We look at humans as the most intelligent species on Earth. We consider all other creatures to be inferior to us. And therefore... Wherever the whales are in their development, we don't even consider it because they're beneath us. We don't see them for what they are, dolphin, whatever. We don't see them, and we perceive resemblances to us in terms of medical testing. Like they look at dogs, and they look at dogs as wolves that were bred to be nice and friendly towards us over thousands and thousands of years. And you still look at the resemblance to the wolf but you look at something here that's bred to always be a child in a sense in the way it acts it reaches a certain stage and the dog from one year old to 10 15 however long they are here whatever physical limitations they are they're basically the same they never go anywhere but that's the way they're bred because they're bred to be pets we don't know what their potential is in fact we don't even know what they can perceive because they can perceive things that we can't even begin to understand, and sometimes before we even express it, they know what we're going to do. Think about that, because my dog does that all the time. Right, yeah. But once again, they're mammals. They live on this planet with us, and we have a symbiotic relationship with them. So we have a common, what's the word? We have, we have a common experience there, no matter what level you think that they're at. Um, if we're talking about something that's not even human, I don't know what the common experience is, except the interaction between us. 
that that might be you know that we can only see them in the way that we expect to see them and i really do think there is an other there's something else that's not us i don't say co-creation meaning you know uh, when i say co i do mean co i mean there's something there um that causes a stimulus and we react to that stimulus um the nature of that is what interests me you know where does it go when that stimulus happens what direction does our perception and our um our reaction and our and our memory of it and our retelling of it how does that all enter into what is a ufo encounter and what a ufo case even with multiple witnesses and you can get into things about creating a reality or co-creating a reality with other people or whatever it is um one thing i do point out when i talk is there's pictures of ufos from you know 500 feet or more away whatever they are you never see pictures of any entities or anything like that close up close like close encounters i don't see video film or anything like that and if it is it's so indeterminate that we really we really can't tell what it is what people might take a picture of walking out of whatever that thing is i don't think shows up will not show up on film the way that the person saw it and I think it might be impossible. And it has to do, it, it, that's one another thing that interests me. It might have to do with proximity. In what sense? That you have to be near whatever is going on before you perceive it? No, that different things are happening the closer you get to it. Meaning, I think the, the experience becomes more fluid in reality and in memory and all that stuff the closer you are to it in a way that somebody that has a close encounter will have their whole life turned upside down in a lot of uh, in a lot of cases whereas somebody that just sees a daylight disc flying around just says well that's really weird and um they may have a life-changing experience but i think most of them happen when people are a lot closer to whatever that thing is and and that's interesting to me too and the fact that you i don't see any pictures of of abductions or of a landed craft with somebody walking out of it or whatever. I don't see pictures, video, or anything of that. I never have. There, there might be, but, you know, what, why are there so many pictures of stuff from far away but not close up, especially with cell phones and everything now? There aren't. So I think that the closer the anomaly is to the person experiencing it, the more fluid and plastic that experience might be, um, and that the experience becomes what's going on in your mind to deal with the experience and not what somebody standing there with a measuring uh, device and a video camera and, and a still camera and all that would see if they were, you know, standing uh, a mile away from you with a telephoto lens. Now, when they've allegedly tried to photograph an abduction or to leave cameras working in an area where someone's being abducted, something always seems to happen to the camera. And I wonder if subconsciously the individual with the camera is turning it off. Or is there an outside force that's doing it? Our assumption is E.T. doesn't want to be seen. Therefore, they're shutting down the camera. But I think E.T., if they're so advanced, they would be able to alter our perception of this experience in a way that we would never recall it. Not with, yes, yeah, not with word association, not with simple hypnosis. They are not that stupid if they're so advanced. Yeah. Uh, I Once again, I think we make too many assumptions about something. And... Yeah, maybe there is something that actively, and this is an old idea. I mean, Keel said this, uh, Valet said this, I think Greg Little to some extent has said this, a lot of people said this, the thing manipulates our awareness of it. Uh, and that, that uh, that's why people can't, you know, that's why it's self-negating and all that. But I think it goes deeper than that and goes into uh, 
ways that we deal with the unknown or have dealt with the unknowns, at least in the West, in our in our experience in the last couple hundred years or more. It's we have a view of the world that does not include these weird things. So we have to create a space for them whereby we can deal with them. And that space is UFOs and aliens coming from other planets. Um, that very well may be what's going on. But as Valet said, I don't think we've done the, va- the basic work in finding out if that's really what it is. It is an assumption. And I think even Tom Morrison would say that. It's, it's, he would probably say it's the best assumption, um, and that's fine. I had Preston Dennett on, and we had a little kind of a light debate about it, and he said the same thing. He says, look, all your ideas you have are great. I think these are good things to bring to the debate. But I've dealt with this for years in a very specific way with very, you know, with witnesses and had this thing, some of this stuff happen to me. And to me, the ETH is the best explanation. I've known Preston for years and we hope to have him back on the show soon. I'm glad you had him on. Next week on the show, we have a very special guest, the one, the only Ryan Sprague. He's author of a book called Somewhere in the Skies. And I bet you know what that's about. Got more to come with Greg Bishop. You're in the Paragon. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. You haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a Mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a Mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A Mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com.
Get the ultimate knife at an ultimate price. The Fox Karambit Knife. Finally available in the U.S. The Fox Karambit Knife opens with one hand. Faster than you can pull a handgun. For utility, for defense, and for way less than other knives of this caliber. Go to TheUltimateKnife.com. Truly the best knife you will ever own. And only available at TheUltimateKnife.com. Use promo code RADIO at checkout for free shipping. Get the ultimate knife at the ultimate price. At TheUltimateKnife.com. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. Healthcare reform is confusing, but whether it's finding an affordable insurance plan, keeping your doctor, or being able to afford needed prescriptions, navigating the healthcare system has become a challenge. Control your own healthcare costs and choices with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is not insurance. It is an association of self-pay patients who unite with like-minded people to share the cost of each other's medical needs. Neighbor helping neighbor. Learn more now by going to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So there we go about that. No, Preston Dennett, like I said, is, you know, traditionalist, I call him, in the UFO field. And he's written some nice books, wrote articles for my magazine, Caveat MTOR, years ago. And we are going to have him back soon, I think. He's a nice guy. There's an article that just came out in Newsweek magazine. There is a Newsweek magazine. It's all digital now. It's not like the old days where it competed head on with Time magazine. And it says, and this is interesting to the framework of what we're talking about. This just came to my attention. Pentagon's secret UFO program investigated poltergeist connection to alien mystery. And it's an article from Newsweek dated the 29th of May. And this is something quoting, of course, the I-Team, which is George Knapp. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw it. I read it uh, last night, I think. You know, when I hear that in the news, it actually kind of frightens me because it, it confirms things that I've suspected for a long time. Not just me. Me, my friends, a lot of people I read, people I admire. Of course, it's all intertwined. It's just that it, it took uh, sort of the opening up of people kind of accepting it's okay to talk about weird stuff, at least in the media, a little bit, to have that kind of announcement come out. I don't know what they're doing with it. I don't know if they're trying to freak people out or get people interested. Or I've got a very strong suspicion what they're trying to do is nudge the media and academia to, to uh, push into this area and take a look at it instead of making fun of it or pushing it aside. Maybe something saying something like that. Uh, making that kind of announcement is sort of trying to weed out the, you know, the dilettantes from the people that are serious about it. 
the weirder you get with it, the less people are going to pay attention to you. So I have assumed for many years, just as probably many people listening to this show and have been on the show, that the, these things are connected. It's just that uh, apparently at Skinwalker, they were connected in ways that were quite unsettling uh, to a lot of people. I wasn't there. I didn't experience any of that stuff. I've talked you know, to a few people that know about it, one or two that were there, such as John Alexander. And he doesn't give up very much. He just said, there's a lot of stuff happening there. A lot of stuff happened there that really shouldn't have happened and may had no explanation for it and freaked a lot of the people out that were there, including, you know, including the, the scientists. Everybody knows that. I mean, if you've read Hunt for the Skinwalker, you know some of this stuff. And we've had people who were involved there. And we know about Chris's involvement early on. Yeah. And all this other stuff with regard to Hunt for the Skinwalker. But it also shows that there are a lot of crazy things going on way beyond the ETH. And you have to keep the doors open right now. And that's why if anything bothers me, and I'm not going to get my dander up over this, it's not that you can debate back and forth about the possibility of ETH, but where it runs out of steam, because we can suggest anything is a possibility, but we can't prove any of it. It all goes back to that. What can we establish? That people are having god-awful experiences, as we say, frightening, sometimes not so frightening. A lot of crazy things are happening in this world. And we catalog them, and we come up with theories, but we put them all in different boxes. This is the ETH box. This is the ghost box. This is the Bigfoot box. This is the Ouija board box that may interact with the other boxes that we're dealing with. And by keeping them in separate boxes, artificially, because we don't know whether or not they're connected, we're overlooking things. Obviously, one of the boxes was opened up because abductions and near-death experiences have that resemblance, that connection. Yeah, there is a connection. Well, it it all comes back to the, the, the person's, the human experience of it. That's hard to catalog and to categorize with this, with all this weird stuff, because I think we have forced these things into boxes. And once we don't have these boxes, maybe something about it will open up and be more obvious to us. This is partially the reason why I don't, I try not to make an assumption about anything. I'm not anti-ETH, I'm anti-assumption. I want to listen to all without filtering. Unfortunately, some really strange stuff gets in. It makes me sound crazy, but it doesn't affect me. I don't go, oh my God, this is the answer. I don't say, you know, I have the answer and you don't. Nothing, nothing like that. I'm trying to like, you know, cultivate this Zen-like look. I'm going to listen to it as much as I can without judging, filtering, or whatever. Obviously, there's completely the stuff that's off the table for me, either because it's completely ridiculous and involved with people who I think are uh, have the ego deep into whatever they're 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 dealing with, or two, I mean, the person's or, or the information is just um, not useful to me. Like uh, a lot of ghost hunting stuff is not useful to me. Some of it is. A lot of, of a lot of the UFO stuff is not useful to me, but some of it is. And I've got you know I I've got certain interests, and I I am concentrating on those interests more than I am on anything extraneous or what people are fighting about or whatever. I don't really care about that stuff anymore. What I care about is having some sort of understanding for myself, the people I know. Um, and how we how we deal with this information and and what it might be changing into and what our understanding might be changing into because I think that's changing too 
in no small part because of this TTS stuff. Yes, I've bad-mouthed it, and other people have too, and ufology hates it and all that. But if you step back from it and just say, Look, you know, what the hell is the effect? The effect is kind of interesting. <laughs> the, uh, the opening up of the, the interest in this and the, and the seriousness with, with serious-minded people. Um, and this is uh, a, a lot of this is going on sub Rosa right now. I think I don't know from experience, um, but people that p- formerly made fun of all this stuff are now taking it seriously, quietly, a lot more than used to take it seriously, quietly. And that's good. I think that's a good thing. Get get more get more big brains on this junk and see what happens. One of the things that don't interest you. This is one of the things that you pointed out. So with regard to UFOs. With regard to ghosts, very quickly, because every time we have this show, we have new stations, we have new listeners, and they haven't heard everything before, and we can't repeat everything, but it's a good time to sometimes just go back. UFOs, just the sightings that are the same as every other sighting, that is what bores me. What about you? Yeah, I don't want to hear any more UFO. I've I've been bored with UFO reports for a long time. It's like, the thing is... How many more reports, videos, or whatever do you does somebody need to think to say, yeah, there's something going on and people see weird stuff? That should be self-evident no matter who looks at it. If you don't think anything's going on, you're insane. I mean, there's there's something wrong with you if you don't think something's going on. The nature of it is what's interesting. The nature of it is what we're trying to figure out. Um, so yeah, I'd, I I guess some people be interested in those things, especially people that are trying to build up databases and see what they can glean out of that. I think that's a good thing. I'm not interested in it, but that's a good piece of the puzzle. You know, what patterns do we see? What, how do, you know, uh, where do these reports come from? How do we reconcile different databases that come from different places, different countries, different uh, motivations, different uh, uh, civilian research organizations, all this? Interesting stuff. I hope there's some answers, answers there, but that's, that's not my area. My area is this, is this psychological mumbo jumbo. <laughs> Yeah, when you look at also those databases, the initial problem that comes to me is what have they not asked in getting data? Obviously, if it's an older case and you can't get a hold of the witness, that's one thing. You're kind of stuck with what's there. So you're limited in the limits of the database. What did it exclude that might contain information that you really need? What evidence? If you have the MUFON database and the one from the National UFO Reporting Center and Peter Davenport. They both have databases. What cases appear on both? When you look at the same case, what's missing in one that's in the other? Why can't you integrate a database? I think any database can be integrated if you can separate it to a digital file and you compare the records on each database. Okay, I'm in the weeds here, so I'm going to try not to get too technical. So here it goes. In a database, each record is a piece of information. So record one may contain a name or they'll divide it. Record one is the first name. Record two is the second name, the middle name, if any. Record three is the last name. Record four might be the address. Record five might be an additional piece of the address, such as the apartment number. But of course, each database is going to be different depending on who put it together. But that's the basics of it. And as I said, I don't want to get into the weeds too much because I just want to give you a basic idea, folks, who have not used this kind of software, what we're trying to put together here. And by merging those records, you should be able to integrate all of them, except for maybe a few 
outsized categories, this is not unusual. I remember back in the old days when I was working with FileMaker Pro from Apple, they still make it. And I had to integrate somebody's old database in a different program. So all I looked for was the matching information. Okay, this is the date here. It's record number two. This is the date here. It's record number seven, whatever. And you just line them up and you're in business eventually. But again, that may be not something that you care about, but be nice if someone did, not just throw the data together. And let's get on to the next great thing. With Gene and Greg, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Would it be okay if you had two paychecks instead of one? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy and myself, want to show you how to get an extra paycheck every month, creating an extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now... Here's Gene Steinberg. Let us proceed here. As we were talking about the things that Greg doesn't want to know, I just told you about some of it. So he's not going to ask me a single question about databases and integration because he doesn't want to know that. I was shocked and stunned. And I think I've said this before when um, Jacques Vallée gave a talk. He's the data person. And he basically did say this. He said, how do you take all these different databases and and make them into one giant database that's useful for anything? You can't. It's a garbage in, garbage out thing. Now, if you're just talking about time of day, color, not even color, depending on what country you're in, um, speed, all that stuff, I suppose that, that you can get that. But when you get into more culturally based things, 
like color or uh, smells or anything uh, besides just speed, color, and time of day and day of the year and all that stuff, that I think it, it starts to fall apart. And it's not something that's going to be easy to do. You'd have to get somebody that's really good at data and a really good UFO researcher. And, and three, strangely enough, and this might be the toughest part, somebody that doesn't have a dog in the fight, um, knows what they're talking about, yet doesn't, doesn't impose their opinion on it. And that's, that's a tall order um, to get somebody to look through all these databases or a group of people that are composed of that kind of uh, uh, personality makeup. What about ghosts, don't you want to hear? The umpteenth report of something strange in a haunted house or some kind of flash of light? I guess that's interesting. It's a lot more interesting, just like the UFO thing. If it happens to you, 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 can, you can watch a show and all that and believe and all that. But when it happens to you, it's a lot different. I had that happen to me. I, 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 had, a, I had cold spots. I felt cold spots and apparently messages from Mac Tony's on a, on a uh, electronic device when I was in Canada with um, Paul Kimball and a few other people last year. We went on a ghost hunt as part of this uh, East Coast Paraconference. It was just one of the activities. And that's where that crying girl was on the, on the radio. That's where Micah's name was said, possibly. That's where um, I was sitting in a room with people, and they decided that they were talking to this girl and the guy, uh, one of Paul's um, people on his, on his crew for Haunted um, walked through, was walking in the room, and he said, oh, there's a cold spot here. And I, I, I thought, really? So I went to where the cold spot was, and the cold spot was being pulled along behind him. It was like walking through a wall of air conditioning without the air, without the air moving. It was really strange. I mean, it really was a cold spot in this warm room, and it was in the summer in Nova Scotia, so it was like, you know, 80, 85 degrees out at night even, at least in the building it was. So I felt that, and then um, there was a little electronic device that's supposed to measure temperature and pressure and all that. It had a blue light and a red light on it. The blue light was to, it was to show when the air was, temperature was going down. It would beep once, and the blue LED would come on. If the temperature was going up, it would beep once, and the red LED would go on. Um, it was sitting on the floor in the middle of a room, not moving, and Paul and a couple other people were asking it questions, and it was answering with one or two beeps for something that's only supposed to beep when the thing is moving through cold or warm air. So my first reaction was, turn it off, reset it. They did it, and it immediately started doing the same thing again, reacting seemingly to his questions with one or two beeps, you know, one for yes, two for no. Uh, strange. Uh, it continued when we went upstairs and um, we took the thing upstairs and it was warm. It was even warmer upstairs in the attic. Uh, and apparently Mac Tony's had a mannequin fetish, which we both Paul and I knew about. Um, there was a mannequin up there. And as a joke, his cameraman took the little, that little electronic device and put it on top of a mannequin, like a, a dress form. And the light went on, turned blue. Which is funny because Max, uh, uh, his uh, blog was called Posthuman Blues. And he is posthuman now, and the light was blue. So we thought that was funny and interesting. But the light turned on as soon as he put it on top of that mannequin. And I said, take it off the mannequin. Light went off. He did it two or three times. The light turned on and off in sequence of him putting it on. And we, you know, it wasn't colder there or anything. And when we went back downstairs, the thing apparently was working again because it beeped and turned blue, beeped once and turned blue when we went into cooler air. And when we, you know, uh, 
you know, it was working properly, but it was anomalously working when it shouldn't have been. So either there was something wrong with the thing that timed it exactly to our our questions, or there was something weird going on. So I don't know which. It didn't make me wave my hands around and say, oh my God, and all that. I just thought that's interesting. That's really cool. I'm glad I experienced that. And I'll put it in my, you know, my personal database of experience. I was thinking here as you were talking about being able to bring this spot of cold with you because it's 100 degrees here in Arizona and very soon it'll be 110 and 120 in July and August. And imagine if you could bring cold with you, a cold wave that maybe fills a thousand or 1200 square foot apartment. You wouldn't need to pay for air conditioning. Your electric bill would go way, way down. Well, I guess you'd have to have your place haunted by a few ghosts that, uh, or something that would bring the temperature down. It doesn't seem to happen. I don't know. I think it only happens at night, maybe. I don't know. Which they can't afford do. the bill. Yeah, I guess not. Anyway, um, the fact that, because somebody had actually walked through the room and said, oh, there's a cold spot. And I went to that cold spot five minutes before, maybe a minute before. I said, there's no cold spot here. You're imagining things. I didn't say that. I said, I don't feel it. In my mind, I'm thinking you're imagining things to this person. And then his cameraman says, oh, there's a cold spot over here too. So I walk over there. And yes, there's a wall of frigid air following along behind him. And I walked through it. I mean, there was a definite spot where it was and a definite spot where it stopped. Like the, like I said, like there was some sort of wall of cold being trailed behind this guy, uh, Dylan Garland, who's uh, Paul's uh, cameraman. An invisible refrigerator with no physical substance. Something like that. But yeah, the, the, the cold spot phenomenon was, uh, I have experienced it firsthand, and it was, it was, uh, it, it wasn't spine tingling, it was kind of exciting, and, and it made me happy. It's like, oh, good, I finally got to experience that. That that that's good. Now now I can. <laughs> I'd like to look for more. Doesn't mean that I think there's dead people walking around in there and haunting and all that. I do not know. But there was a physical. Um, there was a physical thing that I felt. Now I don't know if you put a thermometer in there if it would have gone down too. I don't know if it was actually was cold air or just my nervous system registered cold air. I don't know. But um, it definitely was cold. Like I said, it was like walking through a. A wall of refrigerated air or walking through a ref- like an invisible refrigerator or something it was strange it was actually a refrigerator on earth 14 maybe so yeah it was in another dimension well we talk about other dimensions so why the heck can't we have something like that question from walter bosley get ready for this from walter bosley why greg why <laughs> If you give me the money, Walter, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you what, I'll send you by PayPal 88 cents. Okay, excellent. That's, that's 20,000 Vietnamese dung, I'm told. Yeah, hyperinflation of uh, uh, either that or stuff in Vietnam is like, well, either that or, you know, a hamburger is like, what, 88,000, <laughs> whatever the, <laughs> whatever the uh, uh, denomination is. Um, no, that, that's an old, that's an old joke because there was a guy that used to bother Ken Thomas. I can't remember his name. And he's, he told Ken, he would give, he would give, donate money to the magazine. If he's just told him why the, the, why was, why are people following me? And, you know, he, he thought he was, he thought it was a targeted in, individual before that was an actual term. So he, <laughs> Ken, he'd say, why Ken, why 
just tell me why and i'll give you money for your magazine why uh, i think is what was his name i can't remember but anyway that that's the that's the origin of why <laughs> well what do you tell me if i send you the 88 cents uh i would tell you to uh to uh ch to check your motivation and uh and if it's and and your uh and people around you and if it was still happening uh go see a psychologist well i should do that anyway i think some will tell me but we don't want to get into those weeds do we okay we got more to come we're going to ask greg why in many aspects here that he can't answer yet with gene and greg you're in the pericast Neighbors, we've made such a deal with HelloFresh, and it means that everyone listening to this show can receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code PARACAST30. You know, with HelloFresh, you can choose the delivery day that works best for you. They've got a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. And can you imagine me cooking Japanese panko chicken. It makes me feel like I'm a chef. It means also that you could actually get your meal cooked in 30 minutes. For busy people, this is perfect. The simple recipes include step-by-step -step instructions so even I can figure it out. Go to HelloFresh.com. Use the offer code PARACAST30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. HelloFresh.com. I tried other brands, but I came back to my sunshine. For the best hot or cold pain relief, get the best. Get a Sunny Bay heating pad. Sometimes life can be a pain in the neck or back or shoulder. And the best relief for that pain is a Sunny Bay heating pad. Did you know that the American College of Physicians said that one of the best ways to treat muscle pain is heat therapy? Sunny Bay heating pads are handmade with high quality, can be used at home or at work, and have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. Why take another pill? Many people use our Sunny Bay heating pads alone and got rid of the neck pain. Long distance travel or long hours in front of a computer can take its toll on your body. Our homegrown small business tries to help people just like us. That's why we design and test our handmade products with great care before we introduce them to the public. You can easily find Sunny Bay heating pads on Amazon. Just go to Amazon.com and search for Sunny Bay heating pads. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Bitcoin is losing crypto market share to other digital currencies. Bitcoin's astronomical rise has led to the creation of numerous competitors like Ethereum, Ripple, and Litecoin, which have also seen massive gains in value. According to Quartz, Bitcoin made up 85% of the crypto market one year ago, and today it has fallen to 36%. Remember, the only way to win in the casino is to take chips off the table. 
Call Miles Franklin at 866-485-4346 and let us show you how to quickly turn your Bitcoin into the 5,000-year-old safety of precious metals. Miles Franklin can quickly convert your Bitcoin to precious metals with one phone call at 866-485-4346. That's Miles Franklin celebrating our 29th year in business without ever receiving a customer complaint. Call us at 866-485-4346. Fast easy, safe, and convert your Bitcoin into gold with one phone call. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals, Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we have another radio show called After the Paracast, and if Greg has time, he'll actually show up on that one, too. Depend, depends on what day. Every time you ask me, I got some, I'm got way more busy than I was when I actually had a job. If you knew me when I had a real job, I'd actually have more time to talk. <laughs> we'll deal with that later. But in any case, in order to get After the Paracast, you have to join Paracast Plus. You got a plus dot. Theparacast.com. That place gives you instructions on how to sign up. It's not the easiest thing in the world. But it's the way it works for us. And it's flexible, it's efficient, and it works. You also get a version of this show free of the network ads for people on YouTube who say, too many commercials. And I say to them, okay, try Paracast Plus. Plus.theparacast.com prices start at just $1.49 a week, which is a little bit cheaper than coffee at the Circle K down the store. We're talking about all things real and all things maybe not. What's not real? What is real? What is reality? What a concept. Why, Greg, why? Should I really send you the 88 cents and we see what you do? Uh, I think you should keep the 88 cents. I'm, I, I'm okay for right now. I've got like, I, people don't know this. I've got like five different jobs just to keep money coming in. But at least I don't have to show up somewhere every day, which would, you know, I don't know how I did that for most of my life. I have three jobs right now. Well, four if you count the radio shows separately. So I have the Tech Night Owl Live, I have the Paracast, and as I've mentioned before, I have Lyft, and I have Uber. And you have four jobs. And you try with four jobs to eke out a living. But unfortunately in this country, there's a story from the Federal Reserve Board. It's a report from them. 40% of the people in America cannot handle an emergency $400 expense without selling something off or getting a loan. What have we come to? That's politics. I don't want to get into that, but it's true. It really is. You know, it's not a paranormal event. Let me ask you something here, since we did have that little thing about the Pentagon UFO study and poltergeists and everything. And what interests me is the possibility here that depending on what you see or expect, if they're the same, some outside force interacting with us, are we creating the force in our own image? Or are they manipulating the result? I don't know. I really don't. 
I mean, I think as a sliding scale, I described this in the in the in the essay, in the talk I've given. Um, I think that it could be anywhere from 100 percent the uh, really what you see is what you get to nothing, almost nothing anyway, um, at least with some precipitating event like one percent external whatever and 99 percent what we think it is. I think that varies basically uh, on the with the person, the event, um, their psychology, all kinds of stuff. Um, so, but we, we don't know right now, you know, where that, where, where that sliding scale works for each person. I don't think I'm deluding myself by, by looking at it in this way. I think it's an interesting and fruitful area of, uh, inquiry. And I'm going to continue it that way with, you know, with the caveat that, you know, I could be a hundred percent wrong or that, uh, there really is a concrete external reality of ETH, uh, visitation, which, um, I think, uh, whereas Preston Dennett says that's the highest on his list. To me, it's further down the list somewhere. I don't know if it's at the bottom, but it's further down the list now for right now. Jim, a, a skilled investigator in the forums, that's what he says, says, Greg, based upon your research, has the contactee phenomenon grown in the last 15 years or so, or has it diminished in the frequency of those coming forward? Uh, I think, you know, it's, there's a definition that we have to deal with, you know, what's a contactee, what's the contactee movement. I think in the way that we think classically of a contactee, uh, that died out in the seventies and the, the only remnants right now are unary society, which what came to being in the fifties, the Ethereum society, which came to being in the fifties, both of whose founders are gone now. Um, and I think the Raelians who came to came to the fore in the 1970s, those are the only classic contact. And I guess Billy Meyer, but Billy Meyer doesn't have like, well, I guess he does have a kind of a movement around him. Um, but apart from that, I think that that kind of stuff is gone. But the same. The same tributaries, the same reasons that people get interested in this are still around. Um, in the kind of people that would, you know, slavishly follow a Stephen Greer or the next thing Jaime Massan says or or give Sean David Morton, you know, money while he's in jail or even when he's out of jail. That kind of stuff to me is still contacteeism um, where you, you you all your critical faculties go out the window and you just um, latch on to somebody's message, and that's the message th that you like, and you defend it from all <laughs> all. Uh, uh, all, all comers. The funny thing is, the contact D people that I've met, the ones that are left, Unarius and Etherius down in San Diego, uh, Unarius people and Etherius up here, they don't particularly care whether you believe them or not, which is actually kind of nice and refreshing. <laughs> if you don't believe them, they don't care. It's like fine, you know, that, that's your deal. That, that's you know, we've we've got this thing. It works for us, and if it doesn't work for you, then um, either they don't care or they feel slightly sorry for you, and that's it. And, you know, that's the way things should be. So they're not Scientologists? No, not at all. Like I said, I've, I've, I've got a soft spot in my heart, especially for the Ethereum Society, because they're right here in L.A., and I occasionally go down there and visit once every couple of years now. And they always treat me like the nicest person that, you know, they, they treat you like a long-lost friend, no matter, no, no matter what your belief system or whatever, as long as you're not rude with them. Um, they know that I don't totally believe them. In fact, I probably don't believe them at all. But 
the fact that they have that belief system and it's their belief system is let's make the planet a better place and be nice to everybody. What am I going to do? Get mad at them just because they believe that aliens are telling them that? I don't care. Um, the result is that they're nice people. <laughs> so what what else do you want? What else do you want from a belief system? It doesn't ask people. It doesn't let people. I mean, they don't. If people want to leave, they let them leave. They don't ask them for their life savings. And all they want is everything to be nice for everyone. Um, that's better than a lot of belief systems. Well, there's some religions that are open-minded enough to have the same thing come. If you like it, if you do want to give some money, that's fine. If you don't, you don't have to give them your 10% or something like that. They don't go out and try to do weird things to get you to sign up. They don't make it difficult for you if you want to leave. Like Scientology. Well, now the Scientologists will be coming after me. They came after me years ago, so I don't care. I'm not on their radar anymore. But for a while, I was getting nasty letters. Oh, yeah, I still have them. I published something about Jack Parsons years ago, like in the '90s, and they started they started sending me letters saying, "Why don't you come down to the office? Because we want to talk about you about these lies you've published." I still have the letters. It's on their letterhead with like you know the little naval, you know the Sea Org stuff on it and all that. I never went down there, and they said they couldn't find my address or phone number. It's like, yes, that's right, because at that back then I did not publish my address or phone number because I didn't want crazies like the Scientologists bothering me. Well, now he's going to reinvite them. We've got more to come with Greg Bishop. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Healthcare reform is confusing. With the loss of the Obamacare mandate, those needing help can now choose an affordable alternative. By joining Liberty HealthShare, you're part of a community of health-conscious Americans all over the country who control their own healthcare costs and choices. Liberty HealthShare is not insurance. It is an association of self-pay patients who unite with like-minded people to share the cost of their medical needs. Neighbor helping neighbor. Learn more now by going to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. USA Radio News. Today in his weekly address, President Trump blamed Democrats for not allowing the people's work to be done in Washington, D.C. From day one, Senate Democrats have shamelessly obstructed, stalled, and filibustered the confirmations of hundreds of talented men and women who are eager to come to Washington, D.C. to make a difference. They want to serve our country. My nominees face a longer average confirmation wait than any in the history of our country. The White House did announce that Rear Admiral Douglas Fears will take over as the new Homeland Security Advisor after the departure of Tom Bossert. And earlier today, thousands of gun control activists took over the Brooklyn Bridge for the Youth Over Guns March to protest gun violence. 
We're also hearing there were protests across other parts of the country, which caused traffic issues for many folks out on the roads. This is USA Radio News. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get up with a recession ending. If you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Scientologist. We had somebody who was a Scientologist in the Paracast once. I don't think he went after us, but that's how it goes. I wonder tomorrow if Tom Cruise wanted to leave. Scientology, would they allow him? Or maybe yeah. they are so tied up with his contracts that he has no choice. Oh, yeah. Well, he doesn't have any choice. Well, at least he, I don't think he thinks he has any choice because you sign that, you know, eight gazillion year contract to be a Scientologist or be loyal to L. Ron Hubbard or I don't know what it is. I really don't care what they do as long as they, um, as long as their influence continues to diminish. Is it? Uh, as far as I can tell, there's so much anti-Scientology um, stuff going on in the last few years, and they, don't, they, they, they can't keep a lid on it like they used to, mainly because of the Internet. So all those shenanigans, yeah. All right, so you write something negative, and the Scientologists went after you. Did they call you also, or was it just letters? No, they said they couldn't find my phone number or address. Ah, yes. And so they wrote to the P.O. box, and I, I wrote them back, and I said, look, if you got something to say, write me a letter and I'll print it. And so I did. And they, they wrote a letter and said, this is all untrue. It's been disproven long ago. And uh, 
And that's it. And as soon as I published the letter, they stopped bugging me. Somebody down there, I guess either I sent them a copy or I don't know what it was, but somebody down there saw the letter was printed. Even though I published a, you know, when I put the letter in, I was kind of like, well, this letter's basically BS, but whatever. Uh, they stopped bothering me after that. They they had their say and they they left me alone. And it wasn't me. It was uh, uh, it was an excerpt from uh, Sex and Rockets, uh, the first uh, Jack Parsons biography, uh, published by Adam Parfrey, who passed away a couple weeks ago. You see, I'm ragging on Scientology. They'll come after me, but we have a group of internet haters that's already after me. And I can't breathe before they absorb the breath and distort what it means. So we don't want to get into that. Otherwise, they'll send me nasty letters and all sorts of other nonsense. I know they have a movement now to contact the network and ask the network to cancel the show. During that week, we got a new station in Tennessee. So there, maybe we need more of those. Gets attention. They like that. Like the chief act from GCN is Alex Jones. And he's being sued now for defamation because of one of those shooting events that he said was a false flag. So I guess if you say something wacky enough and get people interested, you get the attention. Oh, well. Have you played ever with Ouija boards, Mr. Greg Bishop? Yeah, many years ago. You stopped. Well, not... We contacted supposedly something or somebody. They gave us all this information. It all turned out to be fake and false, so we stopped. Or somebody was messing with me in my group of friends that was uh, doing that. However, uh, months later, I think I've talked about this before. I don't know about it on this show. Months later, I was at a party, and I was describing what had happened. Um, and in all honesty, I, I said the name of the, the – this person was listening to me. Um, hadn't said anything at, at first. I was just listening with interest. Somebody I'd never met. And – I said, and the name of the the entity or whatever we had was named Queenie, and the guy, uh, I think it was a guy. He he like he was suddenly completely astounded. He said, "You got Queenie too?" <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> so either he was messing with me, or uh, somehow he got uh, contacted or some some something through the same through the Ouija board, the same entity, same force, or. Whatever it was, same co-creative uh, thing that would latch on to somebody that's uh, looking at a Ouija board. But nothing, nothing evil or horrible or scary ever happened. And we we were we messed with this for I don't know a few weeks. Um, and when we found out everything was that what whatever it was told us was false, we gave up. We're just like, well, that didn't work, so forget it. Running back to contactism, so we don't have the traditional contactees. How's that book that you're doing? A is for Adamski. Uh, it's it's being it's in. I think it's in the final stages of layout. Uh, the thing is that Go Rightly is having somebody do it for barter, so he can't tell them please have this done by a certain day. They're just doing it as quickly as they can with all their other things that they're actually getting paid money for. So I don't know what he bartered for it. I don't know what deal he has with the person that's doing the layout, but. Um, that you know, that's 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 how I did my book. I bartered the uh, the cover with Red Pill Junkie. So that is uh, it, it's it, it's it's not imminent, but it's still it's uh, moving along, and it will be done before the end of this year. But certainly, certainly before the end of this year, and maybe even within the next I don't know two or three months by the summer, uh, that book will be out and available um, on Kindle and print 
from, I guess, Amazon and other places. I, I'm not, I think we're going through Create Space to do it, uh, which is what most people do because it's cheap and easy. So, and even um, if you sell a million copies, Create Space is still cheap and easy. How do you mean? Well, you know what I mean. It's just getting it into production, not having to deal with printing orders and stuff like that. Just let them figure it out. They give you a decent shake of the action. It's not bad. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, Kindle. You get, I think. Well, it used to be a lot easier because they would. It was a very specific thing, but now people can people can pay a certain fee and have unlimited access. So your piece of the pie gets a lot smaller. If they buy the actual Kindle for seven or eight bucks, you get a, a good chunk of that. But if they're just renting it, that chunk gets a lot smaller. So I've noticed in the last year or so that uh, disbursements from Amazon for uh, it, it defies language have gotten tinier. Um, if they buy them from Lulu, then I, I get a, a decent cut because that, that's uh, they don't sell an electronic version, I don't think. No, maybe they do. But um, the, yeah, the print version from Lulu, I, I get a good cut. I didn't go through Create Space. Actually, I went through Lulu because uh, Walter Bosley liked them. I have to decide if I'm going to do a book eventually on some of the older newsletters where I have some interesting content, put them together in a small book, and we'll see what can be done. Of course, I've put books together for years. I used to do all the stuff that Tim Beckley published yeah. back in the early 90s. Those were the really good ones because I had a high standard of quality, and I charged a price to match. But at one point, he realized I can get this done, you know, maybe 80% of what you're doing for half the price. So he did what many people do. He went for the half the price. Yeah. So sometimes you have to do things like that. So maybe. I mean, I not knowing what software you're using for your book and your layout, perhaps I can offer some assistance. Not even for barter, just, you know, if there's something I can do, let me know. Okay, thank you. No, I've, I just used, um, uh, I, I got their parameters, their measurements, whatever you want to call it, their, 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 uh, what they wanted you to uh, stick to, and I just entered it into um, actually Microsoft Word, and it worked fine. Yeah, Word's fine. I've been using yeah. Word now for, well, I don't know, since the late 80s. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to self-publish here for a while. I've. I've. Uh, I've got interest in in uh, stuff I want to do from actual publishers. So we'll see what happens. And also, as as Red Pill pointed out, unless I have a deadline, I'm a lot less likely to do something. So I got to find publishers to give me deadlines. Otherwise, I won't finish anything. From Jim A. More questions regarding Project Beta. Can you comment on the possibility of Paul Benowitz? possibly suffering from schizophrenia at the time he was initially contacted by Rick Doty. And I'll just, well, I'll get to that second part of the question after. So we'll have that in our next segment about Paul Benowitz and Project Beta. And we understand he wrote Project Alpha, but E.T. took the manuscript away and wouldn't let him publish it. So we have to ask Greg someday to publish Project Alpha. I'm kidding. I just made that up. All right. Mm -hmm. Maybe I did hit the nail on the head there. Oh, and by the way, yes, we found a way to get Greg to be on After the Paracast this week. And the big encouragement is we also have the one, the only red pill junkie there. And it's After the Paracast. And you can only hear that show if you're a subscriber to the Paracast Plus. For more information, this is a plug, you know, go to plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. 
Gene and Greg, you're in. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. This is Fred. Uh, hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. Hey everyone, ProactiveMD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. ProactiveMD with prescription strength adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece ProactiveMD system with free shipping, plus a free gift, the new charcoal pore cleansing brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now, 1-800-583-8662, or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code radio you heard right proactive md plus free shipping and a free gift the new charcoal pore cleansing brush you'll get all this for just $19.95 and their 60-day money-back guarantee you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or you get your money back call now 1-800-583-8662 that's 1-800-583-8662 or go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio again go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio we call it the crapper water closet outhouse or bathroom but where do you go when there's nowhere to go the answer is the biffy bag 
The Biffy Bag is a pocket-sized disposable toilet that fits in your glove box, tackle box, toolbox, backpack, or purse. The Biffy Bag has everything you need for a sanitary and comfortable relief experience. It's ready to use in just seconds and just toss it in the trash when you're done. It's your Biffy in a Jiffy. BiffyBag.com. B-I-F-F-Y-B-A-G.com. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Those claps really spell out the PowerCast, by the way, in a secret language. Uh, Benowitz being psycho- uh, a little schizo before the Air Force contacted him. Yes, that's made very clear in the book, I hope. Because uh, before the Air Force even contacted him, now I can't remember his name, not Leo. Well, Leo Sprinkle at first. Uh, he's. I interviewed Leo Sprinkle, and he said when he came to the door, he, um, Benowitz um, said he had this woman who was an abductee, and she had seen a cattle mutilation. Um, her name was Judy Dorati, I think. At least that's the name, the public name. Um, he asked people at uh, APRO uh, if they could send somebody to help him, and they sent uh, Leo Sprinkle, because in 1978, he was one of the few people known for doing hypnotic regression with abductees, 78, 79. He said when he came to the door, and this is the first time I mentioned Benowitz in the book at all, really. I mean, or at least in his interaction with anybody. Um, he said he came to the door with a rifle in his hand and a pistol on his hip and told um, um, uh, Leo Sprinkle to get in the house quick because they were outside waiting and watching. And he, who, what, who, the aliens, they're out here, so... And this, like I said, this was before he even contacted the Air Force, before the Air Force even knew about him. So he was, he started off uh, hobbled to begin with. This does not uh, excuse the Air Force and other intelligence agencies from seeing that he was, they were, they were making it worse and not, and, and continuing. That, that's absolutely wrong. But the, the idea that the Air Force drove Paul Benowitz crazy is not 100% true. They just they just helped make it worse. Um, so uh, that, in a nutshell, is, is what went on. Like I said, it, it doesn't it does not excuse them from anything. It was wrong, no matter how you look at it. But they didn't they didn't make him crazy. He was he was already heading down a road to being um, delusional about a lot of things before that. It just got worse under the uh, regime of uh, uh, Doty and whoever else was uh, contacting him or c- controlling what was going on. Doty was his contact as well as Bill. Bill tells me that he was trying to, con- you know, to, uh, warn him con- con- constantly, but he said Paul wouldn't listen to him. I wasn't there. I'll have to trust Bill because he's my friend. And can you comment on any contact that Doty had with Linda Moulton Howe around the time she was investigating cattle mutilations? Uh, apart from the fact that he called her in the office, showed her a bunch of, uh, this is in the book, called her in, in the office at, at AFOSI at Kirtland Air Force Base, sat her in a chair, 
apparently facing some uh, two-way glass where they uh, mirror where they had uh, cameras equipment going and showed her a bunch of documents purporting to be about government uh, uh, interest and in, in experience and uh, knowledge of the UFO subject. Apart from that, I don't really know how much contact they had, except for that, you know, for that one meeting. There were probably others, but I didn't hear about them. And Linda isn't going to tell me about them. One time we were actually coming close to having her on the PowerCast. And then I guess she learned that Chris O'Brien was associated with us. And that didn't work out. Well, she won't come on now. If you, Well, I'm not associated with you really in the way that Chris is. She doesn't like me either. What did you do to her? Um, she said I said something about her that wasn't true, and we had a long discussion about it. And at the end, she realized that probably I hadn't actually said something that wasn't true, and I didn't mean it in the way that she thought that had been told to her by a supporter. So, um, And that's where we left it. But since then, she hasn't answered any of my questions or talked to me or anything, um, which I don't mind, you know. I don't learn. For, for me, what Linda talks about, what Linda Howe talks about is generally not important to me. Um, although sometimes she comes up with some really good leads on stories that uh, I listen to when I'm working coast and she's on. How is coast coming these days? It's the same. They haven't changed anything. It's uh, I work anywhere from two to eight or ten shifts a month um, as the webmaster, but people know that. Uh, and there's no inside dirt at all that I know about that most, uh, really, truly, I don't have any inside dirt on anything on the show because my, my contact with these people is by email. I don't talk to George Knapp. I don't talk to George Nori. I don't talk to, uh, uh, any of the other hosts, Richard Serrett. Uh, we just email each other. So, and it's just about business and they're nice. You know, they're all nice to me. How are you doing, Greg? You know, you know, tonight we have this, uh, have you put this up on the website? But other than that, I mean, it's just, it's just friendly. I, I, I'm closer to nap because I've talked to him outside of the show, but not, not in a while. Well, I kind of look at it this way. I don't really care what's happening behind the scenes. People have their personal lives and to worry and fret over it is not really worth it. If you like the show, you listen to it. If you don't, you don't. And that's the end of it. As soon as you get yeah. to the other stuff, well, unless these people are really in the tabloids and everything and some really big major issues have come up, I think the rest is just nonsense. It's not worth it. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they have their brand and they are they continue with that brand uh, and they're going to keep doing that until they, the, um, well, I don't know, I guess till George Norrie retires. And so, and another host comes in and changes the character of the show because the character of that show is, I, I think, in a, a great part determined by the producer and and George Norrie. And one day the network may say, "Let's do it this way," and they'll do it this way. Yeah, I think as long as they have the audience, they're con- you know, as long as they have the numbers, they're content to let the producers and Norrie and everybody run it the way that as they see fit. And also remember, too, that an all-night show doesn't get the attention, even if it has a pretty big audience, as a daytime show. So things can happen in a daytime show that will get worldwide attention, like a Rush Limbaugh says something wacky about a slut or something. That's going to get attention. The same words may not be heard on an all-night show that deals with eccentric, otherworldly, 
offbeat content. You know what my favorite part of doing that show is looking at the comments on Facebook and Twitter because sometimes they're some of them are so funny I take screenshots of them and save them. What's one example? Somebody um, who's the other person? Be what's her name? Um, uh, Sharon or Sharon. The, the woman in England that does the missing, basically does the missing persons thing that uh, Politis is all mad at her for doing. I can't remember her name. Anyway, she was on talking about missing persons cases in the UK and some in the United States, kind of a worldwide thing. And so, I don't know. And somebody called in and said that they had gone in the forest and seen like, you know, people in robes and doing this, doing some kind of ritual and it really freaked them out. Uh, within seconds, somebody put a comment up on Facebook and said, I went to the forest the other day and I saw the secret teddy bear picnic. <laughs> I don't know why. I found that incredibly funny. <laughs> so I saved it. The secret what? Teddy bear picnic. Don't you know that song? No. Oh, the teddy bear picnic song. Well, maybe we, may, maybe we can play it sometime during the show. <laughs> it's what? kind of creepy. Well, you know what? We'll do it on After the Paracast because I don't want to get into song licensing. They won't let us play commercial music on this show unless we license it and pay that license ourselves. Uh, there's versions from the 1920s and 30s. I don't think anybody will care if you play. Okay, I'll drink to that. Maybe you'll send me something like that. I have no idea. When you say teddy bear, I think of the white creature that wanders around this house and barks at me sometimes or barks at people delivering packages sometimes. No, I'm talking about the one named after Teddy Roosevelt that everybody has. Yes. But uh, there's a song called The Teddy Bear's Picnic. And um, uh, somebody referred to it when, when uh, they were talking about missing 411 type stuff, which I thought was really funny. Just to let you know, I did look for a version of the Teddy Bear song. Unfortunately, there are several. Totally different. It's not unusual with song titles. Anyway. And other crazy stuff. There's been there's been terrorist threats that I had to report to the net, to, to Facebook and all kinds of weird stuff. Terrorist threats? How so? Like somebody will write in and say, "Well, you know, you better watch out because I'm going to be doing so and so to so to these people," or you know, maybe they're vague about it, but it's enough of a threat of violence. I have to one ban them, and two um, keep uh, keep a record of it and send it to Facebook and have them look into it, which is what you would do with anybody making a threat on Facebook, I think. Yeah, I think they need that. A lot of times, though, these places don't really act unless it's really blatant. We've got more to come with Greg and Gene. You're in. Uh, the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. 
stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. How soon they forget about us. You hear that? The, the, the Paracast. Of course, you can't do it like Porky Pig. Beat, beat, beat the Paracast. There was only one Mel Blank. Look him up if you don't know who Mel Blank was. His grave is uh, about three or four miles from me, and it, on the gravestone it says, that's all, folks. It's wonderful. He seemed like such a nice guy when you saw him interviewed. And I don't know how many voices he had, a thousand or something like that. And it wasn't just people, cartoon characters like on um, the old Jack Benny show. He played the car, which yeah. had an engine that barely started. Yeah, no, he was, he, he was good at giving voice to just about any idea. And there's not too many people like that. I don't, I don't even know who took over his uh, mantle afterwards. I mean, there's still people doing, or at least in the last 20 years, doing Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and, and Foghorn Leghorn and all that when they appear. But it's not Mel Blanc anymore. It's just somebody that's doing, doing Mel Blanc. So I think he did practically every voice for Warner Brothers from maybe the, what, early 40s, late 30s up to... Maybe he retired in the 60s sometime. I've got an anti-drug record by uh, Mel Blanc, which is pretty good. Well, his son took over for a while. I don't know if he still does it or not, or he's, even if he's still alive. But he was also a good actor. I'd see him on the old Jack Benny TV show where he'd play a character. It was always the yeah. character that was being put upon, this very meek character that was being put upon by Jack Benny. And the best one was where Jack Benny wants to buy a present. Of course, Jack Benny's character was very cheap. Nowadays, they called racist because Jack Benny was a Jew, and he plays a cheap Jew. That was his character. Yeah. And so he's trying to decide to buy a present for his announcer. And this character is played by Mel Blanc. And you watch his personality disintegrate every time Jack Benny comes back to say, no, I'm not going to buy this, I'll buy something else. And by the end, you see this brilliant comic actor in his element. And you didn't see that so much because you're hearing the voice. But even the voice, if you hear Bugs Bunny from Mel Blanc and Bugs Bunny from everyone else, 
there is a distinctive Mel Blanc character to it that nobody yes. else imitates. Yeah. He even has a flying saucer song that I discovered a few months ago. Oh, tell me more. It's called Flying Saucers, but it has nothing to do with aliens or UFOs. It has to do with his wife throwing dishware at him. That's where he said that's all, folks, and ran out. Yeah. Uh, well, he must have. It's just him talking about it, getting in fights with his wife, and you hear plates flying through the air and smashing on a wall as he des- describes uh, flying saucers uh, flying through the air from the hands of my wife, something like that. But yeah, I don't, I, that one you could probably play, too. I don't, I don't suppose that's under anybody's copyright either. But yeah, look up Flying Saucers by Mel Blanc. Let's do it live. Flying Saucers by Mel. There he is, by Mel Blanc. Okay, let's see where it is. Okay, flying Mel Blanc, Flying Saucers, 1951. I don't know about the copyright there. Who knows? I think I've played it on my show a couple times. Nobody's ever bothered me because I don't, I don't advertise and I don't charge for the thing, so I, I've never been bothered. But, you know, I'm not playing popular music either. I ask people, you know, what music they'd like to hear. Sometimes it's normal music, but usually it's, it's something obscure. Obscure enough that I don't get bothered. And if I do, I guess I can't start playing. I can't. I got to stop playing the music. But so far, I've been bothered because most of the stuff I play is just so nobody cares about it. I do, but <laughs> well, this one must be about flying saucers because it features his voice as Bugs Bunny. Uh, it's not really Bugs Bunny. It's just Mel Blanc. It's just I guess somebody says if you hear Mel Blanc, it must be Bugs Bunny. But as you said, here, wait, wait. used to be like the sweetest harmony why everything was peachy at the start like a rocket to the moon it was over much too soon when she hit me on the head she broke my heart Saucers, flying saucers, flying from the hands of my wife. Yeah, that's it. That is Mel Blanc, but not Bugs Bunny, but there's a similarity. Yeah, because you said he has this distinctive voice. Everything is Mel Blanc. And if you hear him doing his, you know, standard Mel Blanc silly voice, there's an element of Bugs Bunny in it. And there's an element of Daffy Duck in it. And there's an element of Porky Pig in it. Or Yosemite Sam. All these things are, are coming out of the brain of Mel Blanc. And so... When he does another character, which isn't those cartoon characters, it sounds like those cartoon characters to people. Melvin Jerome Blank. Yeah. Died at age 81. He was born in San Francisco. That I didn't know. But his grave is in the Jewish section of the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. It's got a star of David on it. And then people leave pennies and stuff on top because that's a, that's a custom. Like they do on uh, the graves of the Three Stooges, actually. He died of COPD. He started smoking when he was nine years old. (laughs) I want to laugh. The guy might have lived another 10 years. You know? Yeah, I'm just laughing. It's like, okay, I guess people really started early then. There was just no taboo about it. And well, maybe there was, but that, that, that couldn't have helped. I mean, look what it did to poor Art Bell. Is that what the cause of death was? They have not determined. Yet, uh, it's funny, I was actually working coast the other night, and somebody's 
somebody said that George Knapp had actually called up the coroner in, where was it, Pahrump, or that county, Nye County, and asked if they determined the cause of death yet, and they said no, as of like three days ago. But I'm pretty sure it had something to do with his smoking because he was in the hospital in the last year because of COPD, because of his smoking. So it'd be safe to assume that that's probably what, what got him in the end was the, was the smoking. I mean, anybody that smokes, um, you know, it got everybody. I, I, they're too numerous to mention. Somebody you know, probably. Well, of course, Leonard Nimoy yeah. died from COPD. Yeah. Brought on by smoking. And it, it's funny because the, he, I don't think he'd smoked in years, but it was, you know, he'd smoked for so many years. It just, it, it ruined his, ruined his lungs. My, mine are messed up from smoking cloves when I was in college. I think I can't, I can't smoke anything anymore, which, you know, it's not a big loss or anything, but if any, anything enters my lungs, that's been, that been, has been burned. I get an immediately bad, immediate bad reaction. I start coughing and then I don't start, stop coughing for weeks. Last time I uh, smoked anything like 15 years ago, it scared me so badly. I haven't done anything since. I haven't smoked anything since then. Good for you. <laughs> As you cough. You didn't hear me cough because my throat's a little bit weird tonight, and I never smoked. But he, he heard a cough, but you can't hear it because the mic is cut off, but only cut off part way. So he oh, can hear, hear it, but button. it can't be heard. It's not picked up in the recording. It's a cough button. Uh, it's a cough switch, I, yes. But it's a half-baked cough switch because, obviously, he hears me. Yeah. I, did, I was addicted to chewing tobacco for a while, but I finally got off of that years ago yeah i mean i go to the circle k for a cup of coffee and they've got a deal if you buy 10 cups of coffee not at once they will give you a free cup so i go in there for the cup of coffee inevitably i see somebody buying the pack of cigarettes that's on sale that day buying some kind of chewing tobacco and i have no idea what brands or what and i think about this they're spending what, for a pack of cigarettes, five, six, seven dollars I don't have any connection with the pricing anymore. And I think uh-huh. most people can't afford to pay their bills. Half of the people in America, and I mentioned the Federal Reserve Board, this is another survey, have difficulty covering their basics, rent, transportation, food, clothing, insurance, etc. Can't cover it, even with multiple jobs. These aren't people sitting home and noodling in front of their computers of people. It's a mess out there. We've got more to come. Hopefully we'll undo the messes. With Gene and Greg, you're in The Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. With uncertain times in the United States, it's only prudent to consider storing precious metals in a safe place outside of our borders. At Miles Franklin Limited, we have done just that for you. Partnered with the most respected storage company in the industry, Miles Franklin Limited is proud to offer the only fully insured private safe deposit box system in North America, held in Vancouver and Toronto. Send us your previously purchased precious metals or have one of our brokers help you purchase something new. Questions? Please call one of our experienced brokers at 866-485-4346. Solid foundational storage partnered with the most respected name in security. That's Miles Franklin Limited. Celebrating our 29th year in business without ever receiving a customer complaint. Call us at 866-485-4346. Again, that's 866-485-4346. Miles Franklin Limited. A name you can trust. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. This is a warning to all household pests, to all cockroaches, spiders, ants, mice, and rats. If you've made yourself at home in someone else's home, you'd better hope the owners never hear about Terminix. Because Terminix has the know-how and the means to do whatever it takes to remove you from that home. Terminix has 90 years of experience eliminating home invaders. And they make it easy for homeowners to be protected by offering a free pest estimate by calling 1-800-676-9879. Cockroaches, spiders, ants, mice, rats, and other pests. This is your last chance with one call, Terminix will remove you from the home you've invaded. If you think you can simply come back later, think again. Terminix will never stop working to keep you out with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Pests. Wherever you are, I will find you. Pests. You've been warned. Homeowners are calling Terminix right now for a free pest estimate. 1-800-676-9879. 1-800-676-9879. 30-day money-back guarantee at participating locations. Limitations apply. See plan for details. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So this is like is a whole show with me. It is. I told you it would be. 
Oh, you said it was just you said it was just just having a little discussion. This is an actual like guest appearance. Yes, it is. I was actually going to have somebody else, but they couldn't come at the last minute. I said, this is ridiculous. Greg and I can do two shows without coughing, at least audibly. How did the uh, interview with Dean Radin go? I had a lot of fun with him on my show. I didn't realize what a sense of humor that guy has. So we enjoyed it a lot. We were debating whether we should have him do the Paracast Stinger, which he never got around to. And part of it is he wanted to be surrounded with Echo and his special effects. And we went to the special effects. Next time he's on, I'll bring him on. You'd be surprised sometimes the people you think kind of straight and serious, like Chris Rutkowski is a serious guy when it comes to UFO research. But then hear him imitating Ming the Merciless. Who, uh, Chris? Really? Yeah. Because he does some kind of radio theater kind of thing. And he did a radio version of the, the updated Flash Gordon movie, not the original. Oh, I think he mentioned that on Facebook or something somewhere. Yeah, I, I do know that. He's a funny guy. When, when uh, we got our uh, copies of Reframing the Debate, he sent out a video. I finally got my copy of Reframing the Debate um, in the mail just in time. And it's the, there was a video of him putting it under a chair that was crooked. And he just shoved it under the chair so, that, so he could read another book. <laughs> well, that certainly beats George Bush in his sketch looking for the weapons of mass destruction under the bed. Was that on Saturday night or something? No, it was real. Oh, okay. That was real. I mean, you know, you think Saturday Night Live, they do some pretty wacky things, especially this year with all the guest stars. I mean, they've had Robert De Niro on there. They even had Stormy Daniels, really, on the show. I don't watch them very often. I mean, I, 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 I think they had one or two golden ages, certainly the first one. And then um, uh, right now, actually, they're act- probably going through a pretty good it's been, well a lot of satire is going through a renaissance now so they're they're just kind of a very visible part of that and it's great i mean we need that i was just talking to a friend today we were talking about um, roseanne Barr and what happened with that over the last couple of days and i i pointed out that uh, a couple of years ago i had gone and seen tony clifton um played by uh, Bob Zamuda, who used to be Andy Kaufman's writing partner, and they would they would play the Tony Clifton character, so people would never know who it was because they had the glasses on and all that. But a couple of years ago, he was doing some shows, some charity shows, and he told he just one after the other, sexist, racist jokes, just bang, 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 and then bad singing and all that. People were, and this was at the comedy store, people were getting up and leaving, and I was so proud to be there at that point with him doing still doing that stuff in the you know in 2016 or whatever it was when I saw him because the point of doing all that is to point out to the audience that there are parts of you that are that have these feelings and laugh at these jokes and you have to recognize that and deal with it and accept it and and not act on it and not treat people because not treat people you know badly because of um for the reason that you're laughing nervously at these jokes that's probably just a part of just about everyone everybody has these feelings but the thing is you don't act on them and you don't you don't say nasty things to people that's why i really enjoyed the tony clifton show if people don't know i've got a very heavy interest in comedy i've been i uh, i've had a couple shows where all i did was play comedy records with friends of mine so 
Uh, I think it's an important thing. Comedy is very important, and it's important. It's most important when it's pointing out problems and making people laugh at these problems and making them realize that there's problems that need to be taken care of in the midst of laughing at them because it makes it acceptable to, to uh, discuss them. I don't know how, how this has anything to do with the paranormal, but whatever. It's paranormal comedians. Of course, yes. it was Don Rickles. Don Rickles was one of my favorite people because as nasty as he sounded, as nasty as they sounded, people sense that he's a nice guy. And I saw that, you know. He had me go up to the stage. This was in Las Vegas like 20 years ago. And went on the stage and participated in one of his bits. And before we did it, he would quietly talk to me and I think one other person. And he would say something, and, and you knew when he said that, he was a nice guy. You know, he wasn't trying to exploit you. He was a nice guy. In fact, towards the end of the show, he almost sounds like a rabbi. <laughs> and it really nice. And because he could do that, what made him famous is he told one of those jokes at the expense of Frank Sinatra. And Frank yeah. Sinatra sensed that this was a shtick. And he laughed. And everybody realized if he could say that to Frank Sinatra, it was fun and we can accept him. Right, exactly. It's, it's, it's slightly different, but it's, it's, more, it's more an interpersonal thing. And how do people relate to each other? And I, for a long time, thought when people made when friends made fun of me, they had suddenly turned on me. That's not <laughs> so stupid of me because I was so and still in some ways socially inept when somebody starts making when a friend starts making fun of you it means it means you're accepted so it, it you know it, that is just taking that to the extreme logical uh world stage extreme i believe well when it comes to that we used to go to the comedy shows in new york we sometimes see comedians especially in new york like the improv or something a famous comedian would come in to test new material. And that was always fun. And sometimes yeah. we had a chance to talk to one of these people. Some were really pains in the arse. Others were really nice people. Yeah. And, and Jerry Lewis was not one of them. I never met him. But I think we all know Jerry Lewis was not a nice guy off stage. No. I saw him in Cantor's Deli a, a couple years ago. He was sitting right across from me. And I said, oh, my God, that's Jerry Lewis. I mean, to myself. And he looked over at me, and I think the look was, please don't say anything. I would rather be left alone. So I smiled, and I stopped looking at him, went back to what I was doing. You but can almost sitting, understand you know, that, because that guy's been doing this, what, since he died, what, a year or two back? And he's been doing it since he was a teenager. Yeah. No, he was, he was not a nice person to a lot of people, but that, you know, that brings up the whole thing about, you know, uh, about Woody Allen and all the people— uh, people that have been accused of things, guilty or not, and then people say, well, that, that disavows all their work. How? How does that disavow their work? Why, do, why does the person have to be their work? Their work is, 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 is an artistic expression. Yeah, you can hate the person, but I don't think that has, it doesn't have much to do, if anything, with their artistic output. Um, unless they're taking some of that, some of that nastiness and putting in the artistic output in some way that's, you know, obvious or uh, exploitative or whatever. But, you know, there's plenty of examples of people that are complete assholes in, in, uh, in private, but um, are very, you know, incredibly great artists or performers or whatever you want to call it. You just don't want to hang around them. And you also have situations where you have people appearing on a show together privately 
They hate one another like Castle. Okay? Nathan Fillion did not get along with his co-star, Stana Kattik. They hated each other. We got more to come. Maybe I added some of the acid to the relationship on the air. We got more to come with Greg and Gene. I don't know about what. You're in. Paragus! You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is Fred. Uh, hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. Get the ultimate knife at an ultimate price. The Fox Karambit Knife. Finally available in the U.S. The Fox Karambit Knife opens with one hand. Faster than you can pull a handgun. For utility, for defense, and for way less than other knives of this caliber. Go to TheUltimateKnife.com. Truly the best knife you will ever own. And only available at TheUltimateKnife.com. Use promo code RADIO at checkout for free shipping. Get the ultimate knife at the ultimate price. At TheUltimateKnife.com. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Now being faced with tariffs on the steel and aluminum they sell to the United States, several U.S. allies are still speaking out against them. The European Union Senior Trade Commissioner calling the tariffs illegal. Canada and the EU plan to file challenges with the World Trade Organization. But Treasury Chief Steve Mnuchin speaking after a three-day G7 Finance Minister's Summit insisted yesterday those tariffs are fair. President Trump has been very clear in wanting to address trade issues. Again, our our objective is to make sure we have fair and balanced trade. Drought in America's West is still feeding fires in Colorado and New Mexico. Over 400 firefighters are battling a massive wildfire that's still 0% contained in northern New Mexico. And a wildfire in southern Colorado is forcing the evacuation of over 800 homes. You're listening to USA Radio News. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-399-6392. 1-800-399-6392. That's 1-800-399-6392. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. The other day, I have a passenger in Uber. I do both. Not at the same time, though. Some people figure I, this is the paranormal aspect. I split up into two people to make twice as much money. Okay? So I was taking this passenger, I think, to the airport. And she is a flight attendant from Liverpool, that accent. Yeah. Obviously, we get into the Beatles. She hates Paul. Now, remember, the Beatles were famous before she was born. She's a woman in her late 20s. It also took me about three minutes of conversation before I could understand anything she said. And she admitted she deliberately slows down her speech for Americans. Otherwise, they won't understand her at all. So she was telling me she doesn't like Paul. And I think I get the point that Paul McCartney is a control freak. Yes. A micromanager. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we see in the days of the Beatles recording, John Lennon would come in late, he'd do his thing and leave. Get blasted or something, whatever he was doing. Paul would stay at night and overdub or redo segments of the song. And Paul can play like 40 different instruments, including drums. So he could do anybody's part. Yeah. Like the song, The Ballad of John and Yoko, that was John and Paul, because Paul played the drums. Right. Dear Prudence, yeah, in the White Album, Paul played the drums. Yeah. Because at that point, I think for like two days, Ringo quit the band, and they came yeah, back. Yeah, he quit, and then they, they put uh, flowers on his drums, and he came back. I'll give you the other psychic story. This is almost paranormal. You ready for this? December 1980, you know I'm getting out here. Yeah. And I had set the clock to get up fairly early in the morning to go to my place of employment in New York City, right down the street from Tim Beckley's apartment, by the way, which is very strange, that I got best jobs in my life, not related to this field, at that location within a walking distance, sometimes two doors, from Tim's apartment. So I wake up, and Barbara and I see it's 1 o'clock in the morning or something, or midnight, really early like five, six hours before we normally get up. The radio comes on. The first thing we hear that John Lennon was shot and killed. The alarm never went off at the wrong time again. There's Gene's psychic experience. Some would say it's a psycho experience. Yeah, it sounds almost like that uh, that story with the Michael Shermer and his uh, newly married wife and the, the dead radio that played his uh, 
his wife's grandfather's favorite song or something like that uh, and momentarily shook his uh, skepticism and or fundamentalist skepticism which is what i call it and then he's kind of he's kind of come back to uh, stasis with that now he's firmly back in the the uh the the skeptic camp um or the fundamentalist i i i I don't think all skeptics are fundamentalists. Some of them aren't, but um, most people have already made up their mind about what they want to find out on both sides of the the, the spectrum, uh, all sides of the spectrum. And um, I've whined about that for years, so I'm going to stop now. Someone once said there are nice people on both sides, but that was not about the paranormal and believers and disbelievers. I've I've met some of my best friends and the nicest people ever, and I've also met some real horrible people too. Um, and I just tend to avoid the horrible people and hang out with the nice people, at least the ones that I think are nice. So it's that way with any, any, uh, group. It's just, it's people factionalize people's, people's, uh, their, their personalities come out. The funny thing is with, and I think you've probably talked about this on the show. Why is it so virulent in the UFO community? I, I, I don't understand it. I guess because they, they think they're under siege anyway, because people don't believe you know, you have to believe that there's aliens coming here from other planets and everything kind of uh, flows into that um, uh, uh, mindset. And people that are predisposed to, you know, really, really want everybody to believe them uh, with the UFO thing. It's there's no way to really prove it. So that makes it even worse. And there's a even worse cognitive dissonance. And I think that might be part of the, um, the reason for the some of the seeming fanaticism. Or, or real fanaticism in the field. I'm going to throw this in because it may not relate to anything. Teens are over Facebook. A new study has confirmed what we've long expected. Facebook is no longer the most popular social media site among teens ages 13 to 17. I thought that was like two or three years or more ago they'd already said that. Well, this time 51% of U.S. teens use Facebook a 20% drop since 2015. Now, the most popular platform among teens is YouTube. Oh, that makes sense. Part of it is that Facebook is so scattered. And that's related because we're in the paranormal field and we deal with people and we have to stay in touch with our listeners and everything. And our friends, Facebook and Twitter, to me, are scattered. You can't focus because you've got this endless amount of little bits of something or other coming through. And for example, my wife is interested in animal rights and she subscribes to a few groups and suddenly her mailbox is getting 500 letters a day. And what she has to do, because she has no time to read all that stuff, she says, delete everything since Tuesday. Hopefully she saves the stuff she needs. Yeah. Yeah, I try. I've, I've, uh, I'm still, I guess, addicted to Facebook because most of my friends are on there. Um, we communicate through it. Um, I, there's special interest groups that I like. Just, yeah, just the same reason everybody else is on there, and also because of my show. And it's one of the few social medias I use for the show. I do use Twitter a bit, but not very much. Um, I, I, I guess it shows that I'm old or something, but. Facebook seems to have the, the the feedback that I want with all the, the evils of it and the tracking and all that. I don't get too many ads or anything like that. I, I think it's because as a rule, I always give out, you know, fake information and say no to everything. Do you want us to send you anything? No. Do you want to track? No. 
You want to see this in your newsfeed? No. Basically, I say no to just about everything. So I'm fairly well not bothered by most of the BS, uh, at least I don't think I am, that other people are subject to on on some of the social media. It's because I'm really careful about who I talk to and what I accept and like I just said. I have to feel complimented now. I'm part of a small list. But when we're looking here at young people being interested in these subjects, which apparently they are, but we don't know how to talk to them yet. How do we talk to them? I mean, it's still you go to UFO conventions. They're all 55 or older. That's the same thing, by the way, as cable TV news. So Fox News and MSNBC both have demographics where the vast majority of their viewers are over 65. So you have Mm -hmm. the so-called conservative, the so-called liberal, reaching older people. So what about teens? Where are they getting their information from if you want to have a UFO convention or any paranormal convention? (laughs) Apparently YouTube. (laughs) I guess. But then again, if you have Comic-Con, you get 150,000 people because you bring in their stars. You bring in movie and TV stars. And they show up for roundtables. And you can meet Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't have any stars in the UFO field like that that I no. can see. No, I mean, the, the, the only, there's few younger people coming up. I, uh, Ryan is one I point to because he's like, what, he's like 27 or 29 or something like that now. But he's he, he's like one of the younger people. So I try to he lives near me now here in L.A. So I, I see him every once in a while and I'm, I'm trying to kind of uh, push him towards things I think are interesting. And that are more, um, more, more what I think should be happening, and not, not the, uh, um, the kind of stuff that doesn't interest me, and that I don't think is important, or that might be a red herring, or whatever. Um, I try to discuss those things with them, and have some sort of a little bit of influence, um, just like uh, people did with me when I was, when I was younger. I somebody asked me who's your mentor, and I couldn't think of anything. He said all the people that that he likes. Uh, this friend of mine, uh, that he says he seemed to have a mentor relationship with somebody at the beginning or sometime during their ufological career. And he, I thought about it for a second, and I thought, I think it's Bill Moore, actually. We're going to have more, not about Bill Moore, or maybe we will. With Gene and Greg, you're in. You're still in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. This is Fred. Uh, hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Bill Deagle, MD, AAEM, ACAM, A4M, of Nutramedical.com, and a consultant providing email advice free on advanced protocols for your optimized wellness and advanced technologies to heal and regenerate you. You can contact us at Nutramedical.com, that's N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, or 888-212-8871. You get free email starter protocols of our top medical-grade nutraceuticals, initial testing, and recommendations for your own primary doctor to do, as well as recommendations to give you an idea of a consultation and a full protocol to try to help you regenerate your tissues, heal naturally without the use of toxic polypharmacy. I can send test kits to you as well anywhere in the world and provide you recommendations for referral of specialty clinics worldwide. So contact me, Dr. Bill Deagle, at Nutramedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com or 888-212-8871. Want revenge on the common housefly? Well, after 10,000 years, someone has finally come up with a better way. The Bug Assault, a miniaturized shotgun, which utilizes ordinary table salt as ammunition. Non-toxic and no batteries required. So much fun, you'll forget you have a wife and kids. $39.95 and free economy shipping. Use discount code GCN and get an extra 10% off your purchase at BugAssault.com. Fire your fly swatter. Get your Bug Assault today. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Yeah, how do we explain that? We've been doing this now for 12 and a half years, and we won't stop until we get it right. I don't know what I got right. I don't even do a regular show schedule anymore. I started interviewing people on the radio, on pirate radio in 1998. I still have some of those recordings. One of the earliest ones I did was Scott Corrales, actually. Right. Of course. We've had him on a couple of times. Yeah, because he'd written something for Excluded Middle. Actually, he'd written a few things for Excluded Middle, uh, the magazine that I had with my friends. And um, 
yeah, I thought I thought that was a uh, I I wasn't scared of him. So <laughs> I had him on the show. I had a, I had a show at like on Wednesdays from two to four a.m. on uh, Pirate Station KBLT in Los Angeles for two years, and then we started on Kill Radio. Uh, we started with Kill Kill Radio. Me and some friends joined up with that in two thousand, and then. I interviewed people then too, and then 2006, I think it changed to a slightly different format. And then, like, what three years ago now, I finally left Kill Radio and just do it from my house now, just like a lot of podcasters. But it wasn't a podcast back then; it was a it was a internet radio station, and before that, it was a pirate radio station. And I've had some training in in uh, radio, uh, but it was at UC Irvine. But I didn't I didn't pursue it because it was such a long drive for me. You go through this course, and then you would apply to have a show, and then you would have a weekly show. But it would have been fighting traffic every week, twice, you know, up there and back, which is uh, it was just too much for me. So I never went into legit radio. Well, I went into legit radio. I know. And now I'm back in legit radio, but also a podcaster. Isn't that weird? By the way, yeah. I just see this message from Ryan Sprague. He just picked up on the Americans now that they've had the finale. I don't watch any on demand hardly at all. The last thing I got hooked. Oh, you know what? The Rajneesh thing. I'm watching that now. That one's like jaw droppingly amazing. What's the name of it? The the documentary, like the six part documentary on the Rajneesh cult from uh, uh, I think it's Netflix. I honestly don't know. I watch very little at Netflix. I watch Jessica Jones, the superhero stuff, Punishers, repeats of older shows that I can watch without the commercials, things like that. Sense8. So I watched some good stuff. I saw also a good remake of The Saint. Remember yeah. The Saint? Yeah, they, I remember. Okay, they starred Adam Rayner, British actor as a saint, and he also appeared as the tyrant in the FX TV show with the beard. And you see him with the beard here because possibly the movie was being filmed at the same time as a TV show. And then you see him without. And you think, you know what? This guy is a good action hero. Maybe he should be the next James Bond. Oh, right, because Roger Moore was the original saint. And Roger Moore does make a cameo appearance in that film, The Saint. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. it was like a year before he died or something like that. Yeah. Except Roger Moore was not the action hero because he wouldn't even walk in some of these James Bond movies without a stunt double. He was afraid of guns. He wouldn't do any of the action scenes. He had the stuntman do it. Not like, for example, Daniel Craig who would do, you know, most of his stunts, or a Tom Cruise or someone like that. Yeah. So mark yeah. my words, Adam Rayner as the next James Bond after Daniel Craig gives it up. I don't know anything about pop culture. I hardly ever, I hardly consume it, which is, I guess that's bad. I don't know. That's sad. There's so much fun there. You need to watch The Americans because the guy who created the show, and it's about two Soviet spies infiltrating America, near Washington, D.C. in the 1980s, when Reagan was president, just before Gorbachev took off, just before they brought down the wall. And it's played by Matthew Riss, who's a British actor, Welshman, and Kerry Russell from Felicity and other movies. And as a matter of fact, they play a fake husband and wife to be like Americans, and they have two kids, standard family, and their next-door neighbor is an FBI man. That's where, of course, the mystery is. It's gone on for six years, just ended, and they became a couple, by the way. Yeah. Who cares? You know, it happens sometimes, you know, when two people appear together in a TV show and they play romantic partners. 
but it was created by a guy who worked as a CIA agent and supposedly actually presented a reasonable facsimile. What real people did in the 80s, real Soviet spies, were trained to speak and act just like Americans. Mm-hmm. There was a, um, a Chinese spy that Bill Moore used to have contact with named Paul Dong, which is a great name. He lived in San Francisco and he would, everybody knew he was Chinese intelligence, but people played the game with him because they knew, you know, they're getting a little bit from him. He's going to get a little bit from them. Maybe they'll get a clue about something. But he, he had an acupuncture business for years in San Francisco with his wife. And on the side, he was like interested in UFOs, but he wasn't really interested in UFOs. He was interested in the uh, military applications of what people think or thought were UFOs. And he interfaced with people just to figure some of that stuff out and send the reports back to China. Everybody knew it. So apparently, I get, you know, obviously they're going to give them some junk too to send back to China. But he knows that too. Anyway, he interfaced with the UFO researchers for years, I think in the late 70s, early 80s, maybe even to the late 80s. And then mysteriously one day, he just moved back to China. I guess his, his assignment was done, him and his wife. And his name was Dong, was it? No, Dong. Dong. D-O-N-G. Dong. So, so therefore, his brother was named Ding. Yeah, right. Exactly. Isn't that terrible? Now your show's going to be canceled because you're a racist. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not going to say anything else. Some of my best. No, I can't do it that way either. Well, I nope. can tell Jewish jokes because I'm Jewish. You could do that. Okay. Yeah, Greenfield was on my show and he told a few Jewish jokes. Your, your pal... Uh, Alan Greenfield. Oh, yeah. He knows a few good ones. He knows a bunch of them. They're good. Alan Greenfield. I have to get him back on the PowerCast maybe next week. Yes, you should. He was one of the most popular guests on my show, and I still haven't had him back yet. Well, you can join us next time he's on. We can just do a whole, you know, roundtable of wackiness. But he has some interesting ideas. I'd rather have him on my own show, but sure. The thing, you do both. He's worth it. He can go on for a long time when he, he gets going. But the thing about Alan is he was theorizing about UFOs and the expanded viewpoint of UFOs and other phenomena with me back in the 60s. Yeah. We hatched some of that stuff out in the mid-60s at a hotel room in New York City. So when you hear people now saying it must be ETH, I think, you know, I was there 50 years ago. What are they telling yeah, me now? Yeah, a lot of people were. I mean, nothing we're talking about here really is that new at all. It's just things that people have forgotten about or not interested in or whatever. Like I said at the beginning of the show, this this kind of paraphysical uh, cautiousness-based stuff, even though they didn't call it that, was being explored by the Borderland research people in the 1940s. And to some extent, I guess before that, although it wasn't uh, connected so much with the UFO subject, but they started to connect it back then. Right. Uh, they say my head's back in the 50s, and I keep saying... No, it's just that we're talking about the same things, and it's time we realize it. Greg Bishop, people who need to know what to do to find you. Where can they find you? All you have to do is go to Radio Mysterioso, and anything that I'm doing at that point will be posted there. Or, you know, just go to the Radio Mysterioso Facebook page uh, if you're on that. And uh, look, uh, uh, every show that I've done in the past probably five years is posted at Radio Mysterioso, so you can download to your heart's content. Enjoy the download. Don't run up your data plan. Check your data plan if you're going to run all those shows first, always, because ISPs are a little wicked about that. You can find us on Twitter. Look at the PowerCast. 
Look at two channels of Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. Don't know why we have two, but whatever you like, community or group. I don't know what they are, but they are there. We also have the Paracast Plus. That is our service where we offer the After the Paracast podcast, plus a special version of this show, better quality audio, free of 41 minutes of those network ads. I mean, that's how the networks makes money. I don't make money from it, but the network makes money from it, so we carry it, but they let us have a version of the show without it and keep the change or something like that for a low price, starting at $1.49 a week. If you want to know how to get all this joy, go to plus.theparacast.com. Once again, plus.theparacast.com. We tell you how to sign up, and it involves joining our forums, of course, which is a lot of fun, too. Plus.theparacast.com. As always, we never know when we start with Greg Bishop where we'll go, and I'm not sure if we know whether we got there or not. Thank you for joining us in the Paracast. Okay, thanks so much, Gene. Anytime. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.